Okay, we begin, Baruch Hashem. We are blessed to begin another day. And not only another day, Baruch Hashem, after Rosh Hashanah, we're blessed to, to be alive. We're blessed to be able to do tshuva. We're blessed to shifru ma'aseichem, the shofar, is from the Lushen, l'shaper, shifru ma'aseichem, that we're able to improve, because that's what life is about. Life is about improving. Life is about growing. Happiness comes from growth, as Rukhsham Shemar says, smicha, smicha, and simcha are the same, same word. The sin and the tzadi are interchangeable. That someone who's growing is happy. Someone who's looking for, for change and to make himself better and to always be looking. That's what tshuva is. Tshuva is the ability for a person to analyze and be aware of one's midos, one's uh, challenges, whatever insecurities, uh, uh, Whatever, whatever we all have, all, all, the, all the different things that are inside of us, uh, whether they're inborn traits, whether it's something we got from our parents, grandparents, or it's something that's part of our temperament as a personality. But the avod of life is for a person to understand his shortcomings, to understand what his strengths are and his shortcomings. Both, that both, for a person to be able to uh, spend the time in his life to have, especially now during Aser Tzmei Tshuva, this is the time where a person takes inventory and a person is able to, to really think uh, and analyze what is it that I need to work on and what is it that I need to change. Because all bad mitos, all things that a person, I'm sorry, all actions that a person does come from bad mitos. Meaning, meaning if a person... Uh, speaks Lashon Hara, that's why we start off with purity of speech. A person speaks Lashon Hara, it's not that he has a problem speaking Lashon Hara, he has a problem either of jealousy, or he has a problem of gaiva, of ego, he has a problem of, you know, whatever it might be, insecurity. A person has, you know, an internal thing that he's not happy with himself, whatever it might be, or that he doesn't, you know, invest in himself enough, he doesn't believe in himself, whatever it might be. Every person knows, but what that does is, is that that affects a person. So when a person, the avoda of, of Aser Tshuva, the, the theme of this week till Yom Kippur is really as you're going to come to Yom Kippur, and I would suggest everyone to do this. Of course, we have the Machsar tells us to say Al-Khayd on this and Al-Khayd on that and Al-Khayd on that. I would really make a list yourself of the things that you've done wrong, and I would try and next to the thing that you do wrong, maybe try and understand where that comes from. So that you can daven, that Hashem will help you uproot, and Hashem will help you with that bad midah, or that midah that needs to be corrected. Uh, one of the most important things, as we always speak about, is speech. As a person's kechu, as we're going to say in the Haftorah, the Shabbos, kechu imachem dvarim, Hashem, take words, and do tshuva. Tshuva comes when a person says, I'm sorry, when a person goes ahead and learns to speak differently. So we want to have a pure speech. We want our 
speech to be more uh, defined as uh, proper proper speech. That's how a person does tshuva. Vidui, as the Ramam says, is the is the is one of the uh, pillars of doing tshuva is confessing and saying, "I did this wrong." It starts with person's speech. So when a person has a mouth that uh, that a person can fix, he can fix his mouth, he can fix the way he talks. And like we always say, once you stop talking about other people, then you're forced to deal with yourself. You're forced to see the problem within yourself. Like we said on Rosh Hashanah, it's one of the things that we, uh, one of the tips or the mindsets of Rosh Hashanah was um, that uh, I deep down love everyone and respect everyone. We all love and respect every Jew. When I see negativity in someone else, it's a sign from Hashem that I need to fix that very thing within myself. So we thank Hashem for showing us what we need to work on. But deep down, of course, we, we love everyone. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll start the halacha. Please. Yes, Avi. How could one make the word good? How could what? One make the word good words. How could someone what? How could someone make the word good? Say good things. Say good morning. Say thank you. Say make sure. Well, it starts also with your with your brain. It starts with your thinking. When a person has negative thinking, right? We all speak what we think. Speech is a is a outgrowth of, of our thoughts. You first have to think. If you don't have das, you're not going to say anything. So it begins in my thinking. If my thinking is negative, then I'm going to speak negative. My thinking is positive. Most of the time, I'll speak positive. It also works the opposite. When you speak positive, it also could affect your thinking. When a person speaks positive and says positive thoughts, right? They have a uh, they have an experiment where they once did uh, somebody was uh, right. I've I've mentioned this where where someone once was standing like this, and he had someone come to him and push his hands down while he's trying to push up and he keeps on saying, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak. And he keeps on saying, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak. And the person was able to push his hands down because he kept on saying, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak. And then he put his hands up and said, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. And the person was not able to press his hands down. Because when we say things, when we say positive things, we create positivity. As the Chavot Chaim tells us, there's a heichal, see if I can find it. It's good for now. It's good for us to know this now. Yeah. On page 38, day 10, the Chavetz Chaim says that the Zohar says there are two chambers. There's a chamber of schus, which is merits for the Jewish people, and there's a heichal where the Satan talks badly about the Jewish people. And he says, um, how does each chamber draw its power? So there are two separate rooms. One has all the merits of the Jewish people, and one has all the deficiencies of the Jewish people. And how does each room sustain itself? So this is scary. The answer, the Zohar says, is when a person thinks positively and looks for schusim, for merits in other people, then the heichel schus 
finds positivity for him. However, if a person always finds faults in others, then the Satan and the Heichal Chova will find fault with him. How amazing is that? Pretty powerful. Pretty powerful. So, you want to learn. Now, how do you do that? You can do that with affirmations. You can learn, right? We spoke about that, right? You can learn affirmations. You can learn to write down. Some people will have a notebook and they'll write down every day, you know, uh, I'm thankful for this. I'm grateful for this. This is positive in my life. And you start training your brain to be a po- more positive person. You train it. You have to train it literally. And it, and it can take years for a person to do that. Okay. Anyone else? Question, comments? <clears throat> okay, let's learn the halacha, day 7. Thir- 33. Page 33, day 7. <clears throat> Talking negatively about someone's appearance. You are not allowed to talk negatively about someone's appearance or their clothing, even if it is obvious to all who see the person. Interesting. For example, he looks terrible lately. Did you see how much weight he gained? You're not allowed to say that. Here comes my next door neighbor. You'll see he's a little bit strange, right? He looks strange. My son-in-law's suit is simply horrible. Did you notice his hat? It's, it's not a nice hat. The boy is not good looking. Now we might think it's obvious. Everyone sees this guy gained a lot of weight. Everybody sees that this guy's wearing an ugly suit. Everybody sees that this person's hat is uh, dirty. So why can't I say it? So the Chavaz Chaim tells us, put yourself in the person's shoes how would you feel if you heard people talk about you in such a manner? Okay, that's Hilchas Lashon Hara Hey Gimel. Okay, Hashem will help us. Question, comments on that? Halacha? Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha to not speak any Lashon Hara, not to hear any Lashon Hara, not to think negatively about someone. And if you think negatively, this is the biggest advice I could give to anyone who thinks negatively is don't um, let me see how to say this because it's very hard if you think negatively the, the natural thing when you're in a negative state of mind is to try and get out of it and by trying to get out of it you're feeding the negativity because you're going like oh gosh I gotta be more positive I gotta be more positive so that already is a negative statement that I gotta be positive. But when you're in a negative state, if you're able just to say, it's okay that I'm in a negative state, or it's not okay that I'm in a negative state, and I'm okay, I spoke to someone about this Roshan, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm in such a bad headspace, what do I do? I'm like, I'm like, nothing. He's like, what do you mean nothing? I wanna get out of the head, my negative head. I'm like, I'm like, it's okay that you're having a negative head. He's like, no, it's not okay. So I'm like, I'm like, that's okay that you're not okay with the negative head. He's like, no, 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 I'm not okay. I'm like, that's fine. Like he kept on rejecting the fact that like, which made sense. And I said, okay, then don't be okay with, with being, right, be, be not okay, meaning say I'm not okay with the fact that I'm being negative. I'm like, great. So, so I'm not okay with the fact that I'm like, okay, 
then that means you're okay with that. I mean, and we kept on going until, you know, whatever, you can't. It's like there's no end to it because, because your brain wants to be negative. So any sign of, of love or comfort or acceptance, the negative brain will, will kill in a second. So if you attack it and you try and make it positive, he will make sure that it doesn't work. Yeah, Shlomo. Yes. That what? You're asking or you're saying? No, no. I'm saying I learned that you're allowed to say it in therapy Yeah. Well, you have to be careful with that, but yes. It's not Lashon Hara. Yes, you're right, Shlomo. All right, right. You have to, right. So I just, I do want to say something about that. I, I, yes, the answer is correct. If you're talking to a person because you're expressing yourself to hopefully um, correct your pain and it, and it comes back to you, then of course, not only are you allowed to, it's a mitzvah, it's great, it's awesome. Now the receiver, I'm just telling you in case someone ever wants to become a therapist, or someone is on the receiving end, has to be very, very careful being the receiver. Because the receiver of your, someone's venting, right? He can't be like, oh yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's why therapists, it's, you have to be, have to really be a good qualified therapist because sometimes someone can help somebody um, uh, get more angry. Yes, you have a right to be angry. You have a right to hate that person. You have a right not to talk to that person. You have to start standing up for your rights and you have to put your foot down, which could be true, but it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's always more complex than we think it is. But yes, yes, good point, Shlomo. It's a hard thing. I think if a person really is trying to work on himself, trying to better. Again, I'm not. I'm not poskening. I'm just saying. I think if a person is looking to change and to grow, and he's not just looking to sit around and talk to other people, he's really trying to understand himself and how I could better my relationship with this person. And I think it's okay, even if it's you know someone else. You have to know. You have to be honest with yourself to know if you're just you know. Oh yeah, I'm venting. Yeah, I'm sitting around with five, uh, five guys. Is I'm venting. You're actually venting about something. There's like, a part of the brain that takes revenge. Right, right, exactly. Correct. So you have to be careful with that. It's, it's correct. You have to be sensitive. Hundred percent. Okay, good. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. We will be zocha to try and be more positive. We'll be zocha to think positive. Thoughts and again, the way uh, to positive thinking is through um, time and learning to think more positively. You're not going to uproot your negative thoughts. You're not going to uproot them. It's more replacing 
and having more positive thoughts. The more a person thinks positively, the more uh, he'll learn and be comfortable with thinking positively. And he'll, he'll be more uh, you know, used to thinking positively, that's all. It's literally like a muscle. Literally like a muscle. If you don't use it and you don't work it, you, it'll be weak. If you're waiting to be positive, you're waiting the world, for the world to make you positive, you will wait for, you'll keep on waiting. Person literally has to work himself to be more positive. Okay, Hashem will help us all, especially now on, uh, during Aser Smei Tshuva, like we learned about the Heichel HaSchus, we all need to, uh, to have a lot of schusim, and the more we can learn to be positive, the more it will help us and all of the Jewish people. Amen. We should be zoch that. Now, believe it or not, believe it or not, this was like a big hug and a kiss from Hashem, is that I was thinking, I always, um, I was actually going to ask you, I was going to ask in Shir tonight, where someone can tell me where in Mesil Sisharim it talks about uh, Gedalia, because it's so in Gedalia. So in my mind, right, I said, okay, yeah, I, th- I think I know where it is, where he talks about Tom Gedalia. And I opened up to where I was going to look, and I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, I think we might be there. And it happens to be, this is pretty crazy, but it happens to be that we are literally on the same page um, of the, um, what the Nassil Sharm says about uh, Gedalia. So I thought it was pretty amazing. My place was in there. It's in Mishkala Chasidus, which is really what we're up to. So I'll give a little bit of a intro to what Mishkala Chasidus is, and then uh, we might as well just learn a little bit about Tzom Gedalia. Uh, Tzom Gedalia, once we're here, we might as well just say it anyway. Tzom Gedalia, just from a historical perspective, Tzom Gedalia, um, Gedalia ben Achikam was one of the, I think he was the last uh, leader of the Jewish people in the time of the first Beis HaMikdash, just to get a little history. I think he was appointed by Nebuchadnezzar, and um, he actually was murdered by another Jew on, Yom, on Rosh Hashanah. He was actually murdered on Rosh Hashanah, believe it or not. And um, through there, as we're going to learn, um, once he, there weren't so many Jewish people in, in Israel at that time, it was like dying out. The, um, the community, the Jewish community in Israel, in Eretz Israel, was dying out. And once he was killed, it sort of really uh, was the beginning of the destruction of the base of Mikdash. Um, Som Gedali commemorates the tragic end of the presence of the Jewish people in Eretz Israel following the destruction of the first base of Mikdash. That was after the base of Mikdash. Gedaliah, the righteous governor, right. He was installed by Nebuchadnezzar to lead the remaining Jewish communities after the Beis Hamidosh was destroyed. I guess so. Yeah. They failed to heed warnings and was murdered. He failed to heed warnings, which is what we're going to learn in Mishkal Achsidus, and was murdered by a fellow Jew on Rosh Hashanah. Pretty bad stuff. As a result, Nebuchadnezzar scattered the Jews. The death of the righteous atones, says the Gemara, right? The Misas Tzadikim is Mechaperes, and therefore we recall such a death after Rosh Hashanah to motivate us to reflect on our actions 
and return to Hashem. Okay. So we'll learn a little bit about it in the Silsusharim. That's the historical perspective. And uh, this is the... Uh, we'll, just, we'll just talk out the, the Rashi Prakim, the main points of Mishkal Achsidus. What Mishkal Achsidus teaches a person, and this is pretty interesting, is that... Unbelievable. The Sosarim says that, um, and it's, it's very appropriate now, is that things can appear to be bad, but really they're good. And things could be appear to be good, but they are really bad. And, he's, and he says there are three things that a person needs, and then we'll, then we'll say what he says about Gedali ben Achikam. He says, so how am I supposed to know? So how am I supposed to know what's good? How am I supposed to know what's bad? How do I know if what I'm doing is good? And how do I know if what I'm doing is bad? Right? You would think, oh, it's very easy for a person to figure it out. But it could be that it's not, right? It could be that what you're doing is not the right thing. So how do you know what to do? So he says there are three ways for a person to know. Number one, Number one, right? That's why we daven. That's why we sing. Why? Just to sing it? We don't do it to sing it. We're davening to Hashem. Hashem, make my heart pure so I can know that what I'm doing is for you. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm not doing it for any re- other reason, but I'm doing it for you, Hashem. That's what he says. As that is what Hasidus is. Hasidus is Ashrei, Ashrei me. So I'm doing what I'm doing for God. I'm not doing what I'm doing for anyone else. That's number one. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Number two, listen to this. And it's like unbelievable. This is what tshuva really is. And a person now has to analyze my actions. How do I live my life? What, why do I do what I'm doing? Do I do this for a God? Am I doing this for a kavod? Am I doing this for, for other people to acknowledge me? Am I doing this for what reason? Why am I davening? Why am I learning? Why am I putting on... What am category. I doing? What? It doesn't fall into the first category of doing it for Hashem. Right. So now I have to... I have to it does. Good point, Nachi. Now I have to say, okay, what do I do? Meaning, yes, I want everything that I do, I want it to be for Hashem. But what do I do? You have to take inventory of my life. When I eat breakfast... When I'm learning, what I'm doing in the morning, what, what, what are all the things that I'm doing? That's the second thing that you have to do. You have to then take inventory of the details of what is going to be in this Taharas Halev. And number three, Then a person has to go ahead and say, okay, I did it. Then you have to have bitachan. After this, you shall and then Hashem will take care of me. Okay? So a person needs these three things to live his life properly. He has to, number one, know that I'm doing things with no ulterior motive. Number two, I want to analyze what it is that I'm doing in my life. And number three, after I do that, I say, okay, I have emunah and I have bitachin Hashem that Hashem's going to take care of me. Okay. And he says... He says, we cannot judge 
things that are good on their superficial and their initial impression. But rather a person has to see what the results are. Because sometimes a person can see something that it seems to be good, but the results are bad, and the opposite. Sometimes a person can do things that are bad, seemingly bad, but the results are actually going to be good. Now here's the example that he brings. It says, Maisa Gedalia ben Achikam. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, talk about the chances of that falling out exactly today. The Maisa of Gedalia ben Achikam, he says, and he didn't want to judge this person, Yishmael, Lekaf Chova. He didn't want to be Makabal that this Yishmael, whatever the history over there happened, he didn't want to be Makabal Lashon Hara. And he says to Yochanan ben Kareach, you're talking Lashon Hara about Yishmael, because I think it says that Yishmael wants to kill you, or Yishmael is against you. Right? Uma Garam, it caused him to get killed. And Vinifsaru Yisrael, the Kava Gachaltam and Okay? So I think one of the things we can learn on Som Gedalia, whatever that is, is we have to weigh out, we have to weigh out what it is that we're doing, or we do, what are our ulterior motives in, in living the life that we are living. Why am I living the life that I'm living? Who am I living my life for? What am I afraid of? What do I, what do I want to accomplish? And the more a person analyzes, and the more a person understands what his motives are, why I'm doing this, why I'm doing that, what my life is about, what is life in general about, how long a person's gonna live, what a person is going to, why I'm put on this planet, what's the purpose of life. The more a person asks those questions, right? Otherwise what happens, a person just goes through his day, he goes through his life, which is his day, your day is your life. You just go through it and you're sort of like, you're, um, you're unconscious of what's going on. You're just following the crowd, you're following the flow, right? Dead fish go with the flow. A dead fish goes with the flow. If you want to be alive, you're going to go. Not bedafka to go against the flow, but you have to go against your flow. You have to constantly be, be growing and changing and re, uh, rediscovering, um, rediscovering new ground. Yes, you had a question? Okay, I think we'll wrap up for today. Any question, comments? The schus, the us beginning. Rabbi you want to hear something amazing? You want to hear something amazing? We were up to, there's one place in Mitzil Charm, I was thinking about it last night, that, uh, um, and this morning I was like, right, where Mitzil Charm speaks about uh, Gedalia, so in Gedalia, he has one place where he speaks about it, and I'm like, yeah, I think it's in Mishkalach Sidus, right? Where he talks about because Gedalia didn't, wasn't Makabal Lashon Hara, and he was supposed to be Makabal Lashon Hara. Guess where we were up to today? In Mesil Susharim. We are literally up to that. It was a hug and a kiss from Hashem. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's a little bit crazy. So we said that over. So Hashem should help all of us. To me, you know what the hug and kiss is? To me, you know, a hug and kiss is just Hashem sort of saying, and we know this is true, we all know this is true. It's not, it's not a big chiddush, what I'm going to say. This is what life is about. Life is about working on yourself, understanding yourself. That's what Rosh Hashanah, 
Yom Kippur, Aser Shmei Tshuva. Understand, we're put in this world because Hashem wants us to understand who we are and what life is about. He has animals. Hashem created a lot of animals. Hashem created a lot of angels. He created more angels and more animals than people. And, and then Jews. Think about how many Jews Hashem created. Not too many. I mean, at the end, we're going to see a lot of people are more Jewish than we think. But, but now, right? How many Jews are there? 15 million? 16 million Jews? I don't know how many Jews there are. Right? Official registered Jews, right? I don't know how many Jews there are. In, in, in relation to 6 billion people, how many Jews are there? And then amongst those Jews, amongst those Jews, how many practicing, God-fearing Jews? I mean, every Jew is God-fearing, but how many, you know what I mean, how many people are following the Shulchan Aruch? How many people want to, to learn Mesil Shisharim, want to work on themselves? I mean, Baruch Hashem, everybody, I'm sure, every Jew, I'm sure, does and does, but you know what I mean. I mean, it's hard to find, you know, people that are, that are really, really dedicated and focused on Hashem and Halacha and Torah and constantly. We are the miyat of the miyat of the miyat of the miyat. We are the minority of the minority of the minority of the minority. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because when you're a minority, you've got to strengthen yourself, right? If you're fighting in, against an army of 10,000 people, and you're a group of seven people. You gotta strengthen everybody and say, we can do this, guys. We can do this, we can do this. You can't be like, yeah, yeah, we got this covered. No, you gotta be mechazik, everybody. Tell everybody we can do this. So I'm saying the same to all of us here, that it's Aser Smei Tshuva. We're blessed to have Aser Smei Tshuva. We're blessed to be able to work on ourselves. We're blessed that we're able to change and to grow, because that's what life is about. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha to, to not worry so much about what we've done in the past. Not be, not be scared about our future so much, but to live today to the best that we can. Because that's all we have. All we have is today to try and connect to ourselves, to connect to Hashem, to try and, and, and the purpose of a fast day is not to not eat. That's not the purpose. The purpose of a fast day is to not eat in order that you're able to focus on more important things. The, the goal is not to not eat. The goal is to work on yourself and to do teshuva. The way to do that is through fasting. You fast, you're part of the klal, it's good for your body anyway. People get nervous and they don't want to fast and fast. It's good, Baruch Shem. We're, 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 we eat well, Baruch Shem. We don't, have, we don't have to worry about fasting. No one's, I'm not talking about medically. If somebody has an issue that they can't fast, okay, Avada. I'm not talking halachically if somebody has medical issues. But Baruch Hashem, we come from, I think, one of the most obese countries in the world. I think, if not the most obese country America in the world. America or Israel. What? America or Israel. America. I'm saying that's where we come from. We're American, right? I'm still American. I'm trying to still get at, get it out of me, get it out of me, not get it out of me. If you know what I mean. I don't like people get nervous. Oh, America, America. I love America, but I'm saying the point is, is that we come from a country where they have big gulps. I don't think any other country has big gulps, and you have the super big gulp. There's no other country, no other country that you can order for 89 cents or I don't know what the 7-Eleven used to hang out over there on Ford's Lane. 
don't know if you did it back in your day. Ford's Lane, 7-Eleven. That was my, my they had a Spy Hunter. Me and Kalman Finkelstein, ask Kalman about that. Spy Hunter, used to play that all day. Yosef Open, the Chevra, we used to play a lot of Spy Hunter and drink a lot of Big Ops, a lot of Slurpees. Right? That's America, that's, that's uh, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. So we know we're not malnourished. None of us are malnourished. Everyone should have, don't know where I ADD'd on that. Everyone should have a wonderful, wonderful fast. Should be Zocha to, to use this time in our life to work on ourselves. And Hashem should help us. Hashem should guide us. We just have to tell Hashem, Hashem, I, when I, that's why when I, when I open the Masil Sharma, it says, Gedalia ben Achikam, and we're up to that, I'm like, thank you, Hashem, for guiding me. Thank you, Hashem, for guiding all of us. Because I don't, because I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost without Hashem. I'm lost without Hashem. And we need people to guide us. We need the tzaddikim. We need the Torah. That's why Torah is Malashim Moreh. Torah, the Zohar says, is Malashim Moreh. Torah teaches us. Parshas Vayelech. Learn Parshas Vayelech. It's a small parsha. It's a beautiful parsha. Finish up. Vayelech. Hazinu. So Sabracha, we're at the end. So you can go into Bereshis. You start learning the Torah. You got to start Shnai Mikra. I start learning Chumash. You got to know Chumash. A Jew has to know Chumash. Have to know mitzvahs. We have the last two mitzvahs in Parshas Vayelech. The last two mitzvahs of the Torah are in this week's parsha. The mitzvah of Hakel and the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. The last mitzvah of the Torah is to write a Sefer Torah. They're both mitzvahs. In Chinuch, he says they're both mitzvahs that have to do with Torah. Torah, 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 because that's the only way we can survive in this world. The only way we could survive in, 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 in this year, for this year. That's why we end off the year with, with writing the Sefer Torah and reading the Sefer Torah. Hakel and Siva Sefer Torah. That's why it always falls out. The Tzavim Vayelech. Vayelech always falls out during this time where it's strengthening us to, to strengthen our connection to to Hashem teaching us how to live in this crazy world. Have a wonderful day, everybody.